This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Tom Bill. You talking about different ways to improve your life. I chose today's episode because Tom pointed out quite a few things, but one thing that stood out to me in particular was that misery loves company. He mentions that you shouldn't be around people that allow you to wallow, to stay miserable, who will come down to your level and accept you at that level. You want people who will look at you as though you haven't failed at all, tell you to get up and that you can continue going forward. You don't want someone that'll say, okay, you failed, relax, you tried your best, but it is what it is. You don't want those type of people around you. You want someone that's going to lift you up. That's it for me today. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. Thanks for listening. This is one that people really get intellectually, but when you have to go to embody it is when it gets hard. What I look for in a friend, I don't want sympathy. I don't want sympathy. Sympathy is what you have when you have self-pity for yourself. And when you pity yourself, you have no problem pitying other people. I don't pity people. I have all the empathy in the world. I, when people are in pain, I feel that pain. What I need for my wife, and she is, this woman is ninja level at this. Ninja level, honestly, I would not be, Quest wouldn't exist today, at least not in the form that it does, without her, because back at our old company, when I got just to the point, an emotional breaking point, it was her that gave me exactly what I needed in a friend, and it goes like this. When I'm dropped to my knees, do not get on your knees with me. Do not put an arm around my shoulder and tell me everything is going to be okay. Stay standing. Offer me a hand. Pick me back up to my feet. Brush me off and paint a vision for success. Show me how I'm going to overcome this. Help me become the person that I'm trying to be. Help me be the person you believe I can be and rebuild my sense of confidence. Rebuild that thing that I need to move forward and that that, that is my wife. But that shit is hard. Because when you're on your knees, what you really want is someone on their knees with their arm around you. Misery loves company for a reason. So in that moment, to actually be able to do it in a way that the person can hear, to help them back up, to brush them off, to paint that picture without just making them feel hopeless and alone, right? Because when you cry out for somebody and they come with, you got this, man, you can do it. It's like, it's not what I want to hear. Like, <laughs> Just put an arm around me, tell me everything's gonna be okay. So it's finding somebody that can get you back up, that lets you know, man, I'm here. Like if you need to wallow for a bit, I'm here. I'm just gonna sit here, chill as hell. I'm not gonna say a word. And when you're ready, I'm gonna pick you back up. That's a friend. The things that I learned by running businesses is very, very, very different than what you're gonna learn by actually going to school. And I. 
you'll hear my thoughts. I think school is valuable, but it, it's not necessarily teaching you the things you use on a daily basis. So here's the single most important thing that you need to know about business that you may not be aware of now. You'll have some weird inkling in the back of your mind just because you feel it every day when you come into the office, but you don't think it's okay to acknowledge. And once I finally realized, I'm just going to acknowledge this. I'm going to stop pretending it doesn't exist. Everything changed, and that was that you guys are all people. I'm a person. I have hopes and dreams. I have pettiness. I have selfishness. I have insecurities. And if I deal with the world, it's、um, if you guys know who Dan Ariely is, absolutely brilliant mind. This guy's amazing and lights me on fire. I、uh, wrote a book called Predictably Irrational. Wrote another book called The Upside of Irrationality. And he talks about how economists always look at human beings as if they are what's called an econ, that they make perfectly logical decisions at all time. But the truth is, people don't. The truth is, people will argue for a dumb idea because it's theirs, and because they build their self-esteem around being right, and it makes them feel right. And if they can just win that argument and feel right, they will get a secretion of dopamine in their brain, and they will be rewarded for fighting really hard for that really stupid idea simply because it's there. And they may not even understand why they're doing it. So if they don't understand why they're doing it, I sure as hell better understand why they're doing it because I'm all about. These are not the droids you're looking for, which is about influence. Why do I care about influence? I care about influence because businesses are built on people. People have all these weird bugs in the system. They act fucking weird. Like people act weird. They act crazy. They act at total odds from what they say they want. It's really bizarre. And one of the things it's bizarre until you really get into the psychology of why it is. Once you understand why it is, then you can have some influence over it. So that really is. The the thing nobody talks about, and I'm always weirded out how nobody talks about emotion. Nobody nobody wants to connect. Brene Brown talks about vulnerability. If you don't know Brene Brown, look her up, dude. I will be the most vulnerable cat whenever because it tells people I'm real. It gives you real insight into me as a human being. Now, why is that important? Because you know I wouldn't do it if it didn't move me towards my goals. So even vulnerability for me is a strategy. But the reason it works is because I'm opening myself up as a human being. You're connecting with people on a real level. There's just—it is just a truth. Human beings want to connect with authentic people, and the people they distrust the most are the ones that they can't understand their motives. When you don't understand someone's motives, I'll speak for myself. When I don't understand someone's motives, they freak me out. I can feel them trying to move me around the chessboard, and I don't know why. I don't mind when I feel someone moving me around the chessboard when I know why they're doing it, because then I can decide if I want to move or not. But if I don't know why, there's just that resistance to being moved, the unknown, the unease that that causes. So once I fully accepted that I was dealing with humans, that they didn't want to feel me moving them around the chessboard, that they would respond if I opened myself up to them, they would open themselves up to me, that they would open themselves up to each other, that we could really get some teamwork and some cohesion.、Um, if I hired for compassion, which is just it just works in human societies. Humans are a social animal. Why does ostracization hurt emotionally? Because it's the most dangerous thing that could happen to you on the plains of the savanna. If you got ostracized, you got eaten. It was that simple. So for us, as a survival mechanism from an evolutionary psychology perspective, we've got to be able to bond and connect with other people. And once I finally realized business can try and abstract itself from that, it can try and rise above that with suits and ties and、uh, code of you know the way that things are supposed to be done and acting professional. I don't act professional.
literally. And if you guys have ever been with me in a high level business meeting, Yemeni's gonna back me up. I won't say the name of the company, but our one of our largest customers in their corporate headquarters, I had one of them crying because I was just being real about my story and why I'm doing this. And they were touched and it was like, okay, now I have, true? I have connected with this person on a real level. I'm not trying to manipulate them. I'm trying to be honest about why I'm here. I'm being honest about why I fight. Now, that was weird for me in the beginning. It was weird for me to reveal so much of my truthful self because I really had to accept being rejected. I had to put myself out there in a vulnerable way because they could have laughed and been like, that's so ridiculous. What do you know about business? You're just a kid but they don't. It's all about humans, 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 humans. If you are dealing with humans, don't fall prey to the, the structure that people try to put around it. It won't work long-term. In you right now is the ember of something you don't want to admit to yourself. I promise you. And if you let me interview you long enough, I will get to that thing. And you will resist me trying to get to that thing for a very long time. First, you'll give me a bullshit answer. First, you're going to tell me that you want to be happy. That's useless. I need to know what makes you happy. I need to know how you plan to be happy. Okay? When people say generically that they want to be happy, they might as well tell me that they want a hit of meth because they're just saying, I want a chemical state. Great. It's transient. It's going to go away. That's not very useful for you. Then, once we get past that you want to be happy, you're going to guess at some random things that make you happy. I want to be around my family, all that. Okay, well, let's put that in context. You're here seeking a job or you're asking me a question about being an entrepreneur and you're telling me that the thing that makes you happy is being with your family. I can't help you with that. In fact, I'm going to do the exact opposite. If I do my job, I'm pulling you all away from your family all the time. I'm trying to get you to commit so deeply to what we're trying to accomplish here that you're going to be absent just from a physical time perspective. And my only hope is that I light you on fire with so much passion that I send you back to your family full of joy, optimism, and a vision for you being able to do anything you want. Now that's infectious. Your family will love you for it and they'll push you right back into my loving arms. But that's still not the truth. That's me feeding you answers. So once we get past that and we paint that picture, we finally get to I don't know, which is the truth that lies on top of the better truth that I'm going after, which is that thing underneath that you never thought you were able to acknowledge that is the thing that you really want. And for me, it was finally admitting that I didn't have to wait for my family to make good choices. I could find a way to trick them into eating healthy. Once I honestly accepted that that's what I wanted, that I was not prepared to wait, that I was going to be a Jedi. I was going to walk up to somebody and I was going to get them to do things that was quite literally against their will. And I was gonna make them want to do it. And it was gonna be better for their life. And they were ultimately gonna thank me. And I was gonna do it without any force at all. I was gonna do it by understanding them as a human being, by attaching myself to the things that were already working for me, their biological impulse to eat something that they crave, their biological impulse to soothe themselves with food. I knew, I've got all that. I know those levers are there. So now I just have to do the hard work of making something that's actually good for them that has all of those taste pathways. Once you get to that thing that you just for whatever reason. I use video games a lot just because it's one thing, at least when I was growing up, your parents told you it was stupid. They told you you were wasting your life. But in your head, you're like, but I really love this. Like, I, I'm not killing time. You understand that, right? Like, 
I'm angry. I'm about to throw stuff at my TV. Like, I'm not having a good time, but I love it. There's so much drive and passion for things like that. It doesn't have to be video games, but what is that thing that you don't feel like you can admit that you want to know more about than anyone else on this planet? That the more you went into it, the more you learned about it, the more you obsessed over it, the more you acquired the skill set needed to be great at that thing, that you were having a better and better time, and that what would failure look like? Could you fall on your face every day? Could you be ridiculed by your family every day for this and still love it? If you could, that's your thing. But you've got to be prepared to be recursive. You've got to go back in yourself and keep asking that question until you get to the answer. I can't hand it to you. Right? I can't tell you go meditate, you figure it out. It's already there. It niggles at you right now. Right now, everyone listening to these words, I promise you, they know what it is. They just don't want to say it because it might be something that embarrasses them. You got to be bold enough to live the life you were meant to live. That's just that. I can't give that to you.